He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And yet, how soon we forget. How soon we forget the simple things in life. How soon we forget simple proclamations and acclamations. How soon we forget. As I get older, I realize how true that little statement is. How soon we forget. Things that used to be easy to remember become more difficult. Things that used to be taken as matter of fact become a little bit more of a labor or a chore. Words that used to come to mind easily come a little more slowly. Names that used to populate in my mind as I look at people become a little harder to recall. We as a people need to practice, to rehearse, to go over and over again the very simple things so that we will not forget. Have you ever had one of those moments where you know the information, it's right there in the front of your mind, and yet you simply can't recall it? I have that panic every now and again when I'm at the gym in the morning. I am not a morning person. I vote for sunset service on Easter. Sunrise wins every year. I go to the gym in the morning. I go to my locker and I have that panic moment. What is the first number of the combination on my lock? Have you ever had that moment? Nobody wants to have that embarrassment of going to the front desk of asking them to get a bolt cutter to cut off the lock because you can't remember your own combination. We forget. But I will tell you that today is a day that we are bound and determined to remember, to not forget. And in fact, the church itself made this day so incredibly important in its rhythm of life and worship that we repeat it every single week. Put the echoing refrain at the end of today. Because I will tell you that, in fact and in truth, Easter is no different than any other Sunday. Easter is a constant repetition of the truth that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Every single Sunday when you come to church, you should hear that message, Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. But we as a people should never, ever forget how important today truly is. We need to look no further in this morning's gospel lesson than the very first verse of Matthew's 28th chapter. There it simply reads, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And therein lies your answer. It was the first day of the week, Sunday, the day that Christians gather. The Bible will go on to tell us that we come together the first day of each week to worship God. 
This is what Easter people do. We come together this first day of the week to remember, to never forget what Jesus has done. You need no further evidence than to go and look at what the apostles did. In the book of Acts, for example, in chapter 20, verse 7, it simply reads, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. Now there's the sermon for you, and no, I am not preaching until midnight. God save us one and all. But they got together on the first day of the week to break bread, to celebrate communion, to worship Jesus, and to remember what he had done for them and for us. Truth be told, we don't need a special day to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. After all, our calendar has 52 of them for us to choose. But as we desire to come together, we do so on Sunday mornings. We have set that time apart as Christians. We have said as a church, this is the day that Jesus rose, so this is the day we are going to worship. And as we desire to be in each other's presence on Easter, we will come together again to celebrate Jesus' resurrection over and over and over again. You and I are all familiar with the people who come on Christmas and Easter, and praise God they do. But we need to encourage them to come the other 50 days of the year, the 50 Sundays set apart, to be together to hear again of their sins forgiven and life eternal in Jesus. Now, when we come together, and that's always a big thing, of when we come together, what is it that we should be expecting? Well, the gospel promise. Jesus' resurrection means that he has conquered sin, death, and the devil. Whenever you go to church, wherever you go to church, you better hear that. Because this is why Jesus came. Oh, it's good to hear a message that's uplifting and tells us to live a better life, a more moral life, a straighter life, a life filled with joy, peace, happiness, and love. But we better hear that Jesus conquered sin, death, and the grave for all of us. We need to hear that Jesus broke the bonds of death. We need to hear that. We need to be reminded again and again that Jesus was more than just a moral teaching rabbi. That he truly was the son of God who had power over the grave. We need to hear that Jesus gives us hope and power to live the life that he has given to us in his light and in his love. The hope that is ours is external of us. The hope that we have is Jesus, his love, his life, his peace. Every time we worship, we are celebrating the power of the resurrection. 
You know, when you're young, you're, you're probably not thinking much about death in the grave. I would hope you're not. But as you get older, you start thinking about these things. I know many of you are probably thinking to yourself, I'm closer to that side than the other side. What comfort does the gospel give knowing that this is not the end? That there is more than here and now. That there is joy everlasting in the kingdom with Jesus. See, no matter the Sunday, we proclaim the same Jesus over and over again. Jesus is timeless. He is the timeless Christ in an ever-changing world. And we need to hear that message. And just as importantly, we need to share that message. And whether we are close together or afar, we celebrate the same Christ. I thought about this this morning as I arose early, that our, our friends over in Africa have already proclaimed he is risen, he is risen indeed. And that the missionaries on the far side of the earth where the day began have already done so and are moving towards evening light. And yet it's the same message, isn't it? Isn't that the beauty of the gospel? The beauty of knowing that no matter the race, no matter the color, no matter the language, that in this wonderful tapestry that God weaves together, we are firmly united in the proclamation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ together. So on, on Easter Sunday, when you come to church, we dress a little differently. And Lord knows we have a breakfast. We don't have that every Sunday. I walked into my office this morning and I thought it smells like a diner in New Jersey. That's not normal on Sunday morning, is it? But what do you expect to hear when you come to church? You and I know the Easter proclamation. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And we expect to hear that. And we expect to hear that more than once. And in fact, over the next several weeks, we expect to hear that again and again and again. I want you to imagine for a moment what was going on in the depths of hell as Jesus was laying in the tomb. Do you think they were thinking this was their moment of great victory? Do you think for a moment that the devil and his minions were thinking, we've won the day? I suspect not. I think they started to realize that death could not hold him that the grave could not contain him and that the stone could not stop him. I think they started to know in the depths of hell that Jesus was about to win. I think they began to realize that Jesus' victory was soon going to be at hand, that Satan could not defeat him. Jesus rises. Satan is defeated. So what does that mean for you and me? Well, it means his victory now becomes our victory. 
How many times did Jesus say in the scripture, these my children, those who follow me, they hear my voice and they follow? See, the truth be told, when we consider our Easter celebration, it is in fact ours. He does all of this for you and for me. Jesus rose, and as a consequence, we celebrate. So that's why a wonderful Easter breakfast, that's why an Easter egg hunt, that's why we may dress a little better, that's why we get out of bed so early to come to church on Easter morning. Because we want the celebration to begin and not stop. But this is what I want you to consider today. This is our every Sunday reality. It's not just contained to today. It is the very reason for our worship. Why we gather, why we sing, why we pray, why we rejoice, why we confess and why we are forgiven. It is because death no longer has a hold of our lives. We now live as a people with hope. How many people in the world live hopelessly? Kind of go day to day. Well, when you stop and think about it, it's because we are now changed. Because of the Easter resurrection. Our lives are different. We as Christians live differently and we ought to live differently than the rest of the world we should no longer fear death i'm not telling you that death doesn't come with fear and making us a little scared but because of jesus we don't have to fear the beyond we don't have to fear what's next Instead, we, we wait for the reward of the eternity that Jesus gave us through the resurrection. We know there's more. We know there's life and life to the full that never, ever ends. And that's what our worship ought to be all about. Whether it's Easter Sunday or the 38th Sunday after the Pentecost, we have some of those years, don't we, in ordinary time? Or it just seems to go on and on and on and on until we get to Advent yet again. Every one of those celebrations ought to be about Jesus defeating the grave. When we worship, we are reminded of the power of the resurrection and are given a foretaste of the feast to come. Every Sunday is the reminder of Jesus' victory over the grave. Every Sunday is about Jesus Christ is risen, and he is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Call it the divine repeat. In music, we put two dots at the end of the line. In a book, they might have a word repeat put in parentheses. But isn't that what our Sunday mornings are all about? Hearing again and again and again. 
And, and I think God knows we need that, especially as we get older and you stand in front of our lockers and can't remember the combination to the lock or look at somebody we haven't seen in 30 years and you go, I know this person from somewhere, but I can't just place where I know them from or their name. The divine repeat to hear again the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. We know that life is hard and we will forget. We don't ever want to forget this message, do we? Because it is the Easter message today and next Sunday and the Sunday after that and the Sunday after that, where we boldly and wonderfully proclaim as God's people, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And amen. Let us rise and confess our faith. Today we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. 